Good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this Hacking the Red Circle conversation, where we talk to people in the TEDx world you'll want to know better. The show is designed to learn what it takes to produce, organize, promote, and create a world-class event. If you're an experienced organizer, you'll get some great tips. Veteran organizers share lessons they've learned so that first-timers can avoid common missteps. There are hundreds of amazing people in the TEDx universe, and we talk to a lot of them. If this is your first time to the show, welcome. We produce Hacking the Red Circle every week. You'll want to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Now, on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am going to transport myself to South America, down to Brazil, and about two hours outside of Sao Paulo is a community of about a million people called Campinas. And TEDx Campinas is going to have their debut event um, next March. And I've got the organizer, Mario Giotto, with me. Mario, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. Great to be here. We talk on the show to people who've been doing, you know, an event since 2009 and they do salons and women and, and, and you know, they do a lot, right? Their experience. But I really yeah. have been looking forward to this conversation to talk to you now that you're, you know, f- four months out or maybe I should say 16 weeks away. Uh, <laughs> exactly 16 <laughs> weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Counting down. My, uh, my, our web developer, put a countdown clock on our homepage. <laughs> and I think he did it just for me. So I every time I would look at that, I'd know, oh, man, I only have seven weeks to go. I only have 16 weeks. So tell me, how are you feeling 16 weeks out, Mario? So as a first-timer, I'm actually in this uh, gray zone between being afraid and being calm. Because for me, 16 weeks is okay. But for the team... It's not quite okay. So everybody's like, hey, uh, 16 weeks, uh, what do we have ready? Uh, what do we need uh, to, to finish now? What do we postpone? Uh, where do we, where should we focus, right? Uh, so it's, it's for the first time I'm getting this, uh, this rush right now on making the decisions and making sure everything goes right until March. How long have you been working on the event? I've been working uh, in planning the event around May. I got the license in June. So very actively since June, you know, when you get that email for the license, you just, you just go for it. Tell me, tell me, tell me exactly (laughs) what went through your mind when you saw that hit your inbox. Countless uh, nights, (laughs) <laughs> and uh, meeting and and having dinners with people, uh, uh, mainly because one of the facts is that uh, I work and I work from eight to six and I dedicate a lot of time to that. So first thing that came to my mind is like, I'm going to have a lot of dinners uh, uh, in the city to, to meet everyone I want to meet and, and to make sure everything goes all right. So you, you figured out that working after six o'clock, so from like seven to midnight is the, the available time that you have to work on the project. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And, uh, of course we, we always try to get some, uh, weekends where we do immersions with the team 
and so much gets done just on, on sure. you know getting the team into a coffee shop and and uh, spending the whole afternoon maybe until the night uh, making planning everything that we would do that week so that that works a lot as well how hard was it you to pull together a team did you just go to your best friends and say this is what we're going to do and tell how did that conversation go so um when when i was getting to the idea of of, of getting a license uh, i came to a friend who had already organized a small event in a small city nearby and uh and i told him hey I'm, i want to i want to get uh, campinas because it's a big city uh, nobody has, nobody did it before there. And, uh, and I want to do a big event. I want to go above a hundred. So he said, yeah, I'm, I'm up for it. Uh, um, and then we had another friend, uh, called Carolina, uh, who also came on board and we, we actually, the three of us, we did, we applied together for the license. Um, and then after we got the license, uh, some close friends came by and we we got a, around four people that was working with us. But then when we saw that we needed more people, we uh, launched a campaign online. Mm. Uh, and just I think just in about four days, we got about 62 people assigning to be a volunteer. Uh, and from that, it's just natural. You know, you see what the, the reason for, for what the... the for why they want to join, and uh, and then we selected uh, about six people, and then here we are right now with ten people. So you got very lucky with that. That was very good <laughs> to get six out of sixty-two. That that's a great hit. Um, what what is it? Tell tell me, kind of your relationship with TEDx and and the motivation that drives you to do to put in the hundreds of hours that you've already put in and that are still in front of you why is it important to you i believe that uh for a lot of time uh, i i have felt disconnected from society and uh since uh i began working on a on a personal project uh about in, about getting connected to society I found in TED uh, the, the the best way to do it, and uh, and then when I got to know people from the the community and how what drove them to what drives them and what makes them do what they do uh, here in even in TEDx São Paulo or uh, all the TEDx in the regions, you just get fascinated about uh, about doing that as well, and and how that makes you feel as as a part of society and not just, you know, an individual. It has that wonderful effect, doesn't it? When you're yeah. around, I, I have to say that the personal pleasure for me of doing this show is getting to meet uh, organizers, people who do exactly what I do for whatever crazy reasons we do it. Uh, and then to go to things like TED Fest or the summits or, you know, other TEDx events and, and meeting people this the attraction, the, the gravity that attracts people to what it is we're doing. These are the kinds of people I prefer spending my time with, as it, it seems you do as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it was sort of a, a, an avalanche for me because my first TEDx event that I went was TEDx São Paulo in, in a stadium. And that was 
overwhelming. And was then that last just, year? Last year, yeah. Yeah. And then just uh, just um, less than, than than a year after, I was going to TED uh, to TED 2017 again, an, an avalanche of information of people you want to get connected with. Uh, I had already uh, I, I was already working as a translator for TED for for a while, and oh, then no, uh, oh, 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 tell me about that. You're part of the TED Translator Project. Yeah, yeah, that that's oh, how, how long? I, I started for with with Ted uh for about 2 years. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I just I mean I don't speak Portuguese, but thank you. I we got to meet a lot of translators last year at the Ted Summit and yeah. uh the work that you guys do is is spectacular. Okay, keep going. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just keep going. That's No, great. don't worry. That's great. <laughs> that that was the beginning of it all, you know. You um I remember like like today, the, the f very first time that I was translating and I got a, a message in LinkedIn from one of the speakers that I translated a talk to oh. from TEDx CERN. And I was like, hey, he, he came to thank me about it. And, and I, was nice? very, I, I was very happy with that. And then um, because of that uh, personal project that I was working on, I was called to give a TEDx talk here in the region. And then... Well, I gave that TEDx talk and I was like, hey, this, this, is, uh, this is amazing. Uh, I was already feeling connected to, to TED and to TEDx, but I would never dream about going to TED because, you know, it's, it's, it's very expensive for us going from Brazil to there because of the airfare and the, the ticket itself. So then uh, last year uh, for the translators program, they launched uh, uh, a form where you could apply to go to TED oh. as a translator. Oh. So and you got a re you got a subsidized rate, a reduced rate exactly. to, to go. Oh, fantastic! No, I, I actually I actually went for free. <laughs> you went for free. Yeah, oh, that's great. That's yeah, great. Uh, that that was amazing from TED. They they uh, they got ten people from all, all around the world. Amazing people. We like we talk until today. We do oh, sure Skype do. meetings uh, until today. From Japan, from Mongolia, from Spain, all around the world, and we we had a special assignment to do. We had to translate the the Pope's talk before the event. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So so we did that, and then well, you know, you begin as a TED translator, then you give a TEDx talk, then you're a TED attendee. You know what's missing? I, I want to organize this at, at home. You know. Tell me what about your TED talk. My TEDx talk yeah. uh, that I uh, that I gave here. Yeah, I gave two of them, and one for the TED translators. So, the first one uh, is called uh, "The Importance of Knowing a Little Bit About Everything." So that's uh, that's the first one, and it's related to this project that I have, where I dedicate every month to study a different subject that has nothing to do with me, just to know about that reality. I love that. Yeah. I got, and, and, I'm going to go listen to that talk today. I, I completely am on the same page with you on that. Some people say, Mark, you have to focus on one thing. And I said, <laughs> no. And now I have a TED no. Talk to prove it. So, okay. And so yeah. then you did a TED Talk on uh, for the translators. Uh, yeah, so that that, that was one uh, TEDx talk that I gave here in the region, and then 
I talk for the translators in a uh, public university here to help spread the need for, for that volunteer work and to give the reasons why we do it, how we do it, and why is it important to get the TED Talks in English, put it in Portuguese to make them available to 220 million people here. And of course, everyone who speaks Portuguese in, in Angola, Portugal, like you were saying. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm quite impressed with, there's a whole lot of TED in your life, isn't there? There is. <laughs> and I, I, I just, you can't get enough of it, you know? <laughs> I, I'm with you. I, I, I know it's, um, my wife talks about, um, we've went to our first TED together in 2003 in, in uh, Monterey. And then when Chris did uh, TEDx University or TED University, I think the first one was in 05, maybe 06, yeah. uh, she applied to do a talk and then she did another talk and she's, she's been completely addicted uh, ever <laughs> since. Tell, tell me, Mario, wh what is it about your approach to doing the TEDx? Because you haven't done it yet. So wh yeah. what have you, when you're thinking about planning what are you doing to make it unique to your area, your region, and, and different than other ones that you've been to? Well, um, I believe the, the, the way we we're trying to do it unique, uh, but I, I, I'm already seeing other people doing it as well, is uh, in the experiences. So uh -huh. uh, what, what is added to the event that can... Uh, that the person will leave the event thinking about that and thinking about that action. And also, uh, we always tell about what the attendee can do in the event and for the event, so they can be a part of it, you know. Uh, we are working a lot right now in being very open to to the city, uh, in getting from them what, uh, <clears throat> what they would like to act on it as well. Uh, for example, we went to uh, university last week where we presented the, the event and we made a call out into, you know, uh, do you have a special project that uh, people would be interested in seeing it in the event? Not, not as a TEDx talk, but uh, uh, as something that they would go there and see it for the right. first time, right, you know? Right, right. Um, and that would enhance the, the the whole event. So we're trying a lot to do that in getting from 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 the city what it what what is bubbling up and uh, what what everyone should should know about uh, in order to to be more connected to the city as well. What, what is the city known for? Would you say? Uh, well, there's a lot of people who calls Campinas like uh, the Silicon Valley of Brazil. Uh, that, because I was going to say that. So, <laughs> Be Because they, mainly because one of the big uh, entrepreneurship events here called Endeavor, they mentioned that because there's a lot of startups, you know, growing here, being uh, starting up here in Campinas. It's becoming one of those hubs in Brazil where uh, innovation is happening very fast. And that helps us a lot. Sure, of but, course it does. But it also disrupts because you don't want to have a TEDx event only about entrepreneurship, you know. Uh, you have to be very careful on that. Yeah, that's um, the, 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 it's a good news, bad news story, right? Um, yeah. Right, I, I get that. So have you? what's been the biggest surprise so far for you? 
The biggest surprise. Um, I believe when the when the town hall granted the the theater for us oh. was was the biggest surprise ever because I believe everyone has that major worry about the venue, right? So sure. where where can I do it? It's one of the biggest costs sometimes, and uh, I'm sure that this was uh, one of the the best thing that that happened to us. Now is this a because you've been to TED, you don't have the hundred person limit on your license, right? So exactly. So you can do so. What? How many seats does the theater hold? We have uh, seven hundred and sixty seats, um, where we where we can uh, plan to 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 put all, all our attendees. Uh, but of course, we we don't use the seven hundred and sixty for our budget. We we are planning to have. Uh, uh, kind of a, a, a social action where we bring people for free from, like for example, from public schools or sure. for people who wouldn't be able to pay. I love that. Um, one of the one of the challenges, and I think you've already seen this when you're in a theater, is there's not a large space for all the experiences to happen. Yeah, and for the people to to meet in between the breaks. How how have you overcome that? So. Um, the, the our venue it has a particular set of rooms uh, next ne- around the, the the theater where we can uh, have those uh, those experiences and workshops. Oh, uh, yeah, so that that's a, a way that we can uh, that we can get some groups of people to connect between themselves. We are trying to organize that in the same way that I felt was organized in TED itself. For example, one of the things I most loved was, you know, waking up and going to a jog with other TEDsters. Mm, uh, right, right. So, uh, or going to a yoga class with them before the talks, and, and you were already connected. So, we are trying to do those kind of small experiences uh, for, for everyone in those rooms. And we also have a, a park outside of the, the, of the venue where we will have other activities going on. I, you know, I'm, I'm just running over in my head the, the various experiences that, that we did because we're in a theater as well and, and we have a yeah. bit of a challenge and ours actually has to be in another building and I, I, I got to figure out. So I'm kind of all, I'm always <laughs> asking questions both for my listener, but also uh, to try to improve uh, our own event here in Santa Barbara. I'm going to, guess what I think your challenges are and have been. I mean, one of them clearly is the amount of time it's taking and, and how it's just taken over your life, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, but but what's what's the challenge you're still struggling with and and maybe you, we can get some help for you? Um, it's also connected to the, the, the time, uh, the time situation. But um, I believe one of the biggest challenges here is uh, that we still have a, a community where that is not that well known. I don't know if you had, if you felt that from other countries as well in the other episodes, but here it's it's not easy to find people who know Stead that well. Right. Right. So how are you going to fill 760 people, making sure that you budget the right way for those people that 
you want to go them to go to the event. Um, and that's that's for me, I believe that's one of the biggest challenges because uh, and that's one of the, the the things I'm most dedicating my time as well is you know getting to spread the word, uh, getting to to put Ted on you know on on the spotlight so people can understand what it is and the reasons why we're doing it, you know, we, uh, why are we bringing this to the city and explaining the real, the real reason, you know, uh, making that specific uh, speech about why, why are we doing this here? And it sounds like you're, you know, by going to the university and going to other places like, you know, where business leaders are and where the economic yeah. leaders are and, and those kinds of people that you're, constantly getting out there and they're getting to meet you and talk to you and, and figure that out. How, how are you doing on your speakers? How's that going? So we, as we have three, three uh, sources for speakers. Uh, of course, the team itself, uh, they suggest speakers. We, uh, when we applied for the license, we, uh, we gave Ted our 12 themes that right. we would, uh, 12 topics, sorry, that we would talk about. So, and that forced us to find people for those 12 topics and right. forced us to have an event where you're talking about 12 different things. So we gave an assignment for the team where everyone would uh, research about who is leading uh, something about that those topics. That came the first list. The second uh, is from those those. Uh, uh, Places that we go, that we do some actions. One that I love, one the one action that I think went very well is that there is there's a an innovation hub here in Campinas where we wrote on the wall, uh, if you think our ideas are worth spreading, what is your idea for Campinas? Uh, and and the wall just filled with posters. No kidding. Yeah. So we had, uh, uh, we had, I don't know, maybe more than a hundred posters. Uh, of people writing, you know, I want to, I want to see this person, or I would like to give a talk. Uh, this is my email. We got people putting their cards on the wall. Do you and have a that, picture uh, of that you could send me? I have, yeah, I'll send Great. you that. I'd love that. And so that was another source uh, that was very good for us. And also, uh, again, being very open. That's one thing about our event. We are very open to to the city. We launched an, 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 an open forum for everyone to, to recommend or to recommend themselves um, in, for, for giving a talk. And we are now, I believe we are in the 150 recommendations for speakers here. Have you made your final selection yet? No, no. Um, uh, I'm planning to, to finalize by the end of December. So we have about two months and I have to prepare. I think that's enough time for that. And also because uh, if if I close right now, maybe we maybe we we will lose the opportunity of people who can come, you know, until December. For it for it is our first event here. We want to make sure that uh, we we get those right people and that we don't miss that opportunity. In the um, the forum, are you asking them to submit a video? No, no, I'm not. Um, but uh, we are studying uh, very specific on how do they think that their idea can change society or change mm -hmm. the, the way people see 
their lives. And then you list out the 12 areas that you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. Expertise. And they, they choose where they, they can check where they fit. Uh, and then that helps us a lot as well because now that we go on the selection phase, what we're planning to do is, hey, for this topic, we have these 10 people. Who should we call first? The, if he accepts it, great. If he doesn't, we have other nine. And the list goes on. Might I suggest that when you get down to, oh, let's say you get down to 50. You know, of the 150, mm -hmm. there's going to be some yeah. ones that are obviously you're not going to take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we all, and my listener knows right now how I feel about this. Like we just, you get, you know, a hundred people that want to be on the stage so bad and maybe five have got a, a really good idea, but I yeah. would, um, strongly recommend that before you close up, you take the, let's say it's 35 or 50 people mm -hmm. say, we think the idea is interesting we think you might be the right person to present the idea. Please send us a two minute video so mm -hmm. that we can listen to you talk about the idea in greater depth and get a sense of, of you. Because the reason I say that is a lot of times the idea looks great on paper. Yeah. And then when you see the person, they're, you know, they've got to be a great messenger as well. I mean, that's the other, there's content and the presentation, right? It's a big, big part of it that they don't put the audience to sleep or they're not overly promoting or whatever that mm -hmm. is. And yeah. that comes out in the video. And then what we did this year for the first time, so we did that, we did the written, then we did the video to the short list. Then we picked, I think maybe we picked, we had 12 as well. I think we picked 24 finalists and we had them come and do a live presentation to us and if they didn't live in the well, area we had it we had it on uh, zoom mm -hmm. and as a result of that we got down to the 12 because they were uh, they all would have been good but how they are on stage when you think about it you're going to have eight weeks to get them ready to go to get their their idea yeah. done get the story done get them trained up so you kind of need people who are this isn't their first time in the red circle, <laughs> so to speak, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, I also have that dilemma about, you know, maybe there's an idea, but the person doesn't know how to communicate it. Yeah. But the idea yeah. is great. Yeah. And I'm sure that maybe they wouldn't do well on the video. So, I, I, but I, I, we have to, to feel it, right? I think yeah, it's all exactly, about exactly. how you feel it. Yeah, you can, um, I, I know with, with my speaker team, they'll say, I know they don't do very good on video. That's just not, you've got to see them in person. We said, okay, yeah. fine. That's, <laughs> fine. Right. Cause they, you know, some people are, uh, they just are afraid of that and they're so nervous, right? It's a big yeah, deal, exactly. right? To get selected. Yeah, um, of course. in working on this since June, um, of of these things, which one do you think you like the most? Organizing, collaborating, producing, marketing, curating, or partnering? Um, collaborating. Mm. Yeah, I believe uh, the 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 way we the, the the way our team works has been so natural and so fulfilling oh, nice. that it. It makes me uh, 
it makes me go forward without a sense of uh, that 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 things are being done on a rush or, or like or like a company. You know, I don't want to treat our team like if we were in a company. So we that's the way we are working so naturally. The way that we don't assign tasks, but we make them available so they naturally get performed by everyone. Mm. Mm. It's it, it makes everyone feel so comfortable and and makes uh, things go in a way that everyone feels good about what they are doing. And believe me, they get done. It, uh, I was worried about doing it this way and about you know forcing tasks on people, uh, but there's something about TED that makes everyone wants to collaborate in in a natural way that they feel good about it. You know, so um, that's. That's what I like the most about doing the TEDx event. I, I think it's interesting that it pulls back to what you were saying earlier was that you felt disconnected from society. And as a yeah. result of this relationship you have with TED and TEDx and being a TEDster now fully, um, mm -hmm. that you would say collaborating, I would say that you've kind of turned the corner on that personal challenge. Of feeling yeah. disconnected, and I'm I'm thrilled to hear that. So you are a first time uh, organizer, so it's kind of hard to give advice to <laughs> other organizers. But I'm going to yeah. turn the question around. Um, I know you've listened to Hacking the Red Circle, and you've listened to other episodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was there a piece of advice that you got from listening to one of those shows that you've put into action? Um, yeah, the one that I mentioned about the experiences when we, when I was listening about, uh, um, getting in the, in the event itself, you know, where they would put, uh, uh I believe there was, it, uh, someone who was talking about doing stands where startups would present their projects. Right. Uh, and then, uh, people would go there and see something different. And I, I know that uh, sometimes uh, that uh, ecosystem is, can be a, a little bit uh, closed and not uh, that much accessible to some people uh, in, in some neighborhoods, you know, in, in, in the city. And when they see that, they can maybe get inspired in doing something themselves. So uh, I believe the, the part of, getting, uh, of having something uh, around the, the event where people would see uh, uh, these experiences. This is what I learned from, from the, I'm, I'm the other I'm reminded episodes. of uh, TEDx San Diego. It might have been that yeah. one because, yeah, when, yeah Mark uh, is in a big, uh, a big, beautiful venue downtown. And yeah. Mark Lovett, right? Yeah, yeah. And he um, uses the, there's an alley next to the theater that they block off and they call Innovation Alley. That was it, alley. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. I'm, so I'm, that that's one thing that I, I loved about when he mentioned it in the in the episode. And I say, hey, we, we need to have something like this, you know. I love it. What 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 are you what are you most excited about for your March event? The thing that you're just you know that uh, you can't wait for this to happen. <laughs> uh, there's there's this special thing we're trying to do. Uh, it, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but uh, we, 
we are trying to have an experience on sign language for from uh, in our event and there is we always we always talk about what uh, what the people would get in their in their bag or in the souvenirs right yeah. and there is one and there, there was this one idea where uh, we would we would give the the people how do you call those things that you used to sleep with oh uh, sure sure uh, I know what you're talking about. It just it blocks the light out. You might use it on yeah, an airplane, like, right? Exactly. Yeah. So we would buy that, and they would have written "sleep with this idea," and that would also uh, be used uh, in one of the talks uh, where we would uh, do something that it's a mix of what happened in, in TEDx Sydney. I don't know if you saw that. I did. Uh, I the, did. the talk and the Queen. Where they exactly. did Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. yeah, that was spectacular. That, that was lovely, yeah. So it's a mix of that and a little bit uh, with interaction with the audience. So, yeah, that's that's something we, we, we want to do there in, in our event. I'm, I'm very excited about how that works out uh, because it's something new uh, that uh, that's not seen uh, as a regular talk. I, uh, I I will be curious to hear how that goes. I I love yeah. I love these kinds of innovations where mm-hmm. you know as a team you're thinking you you're inspired by one thing and then you hear something else and then you talk to the team and you know collectively I think as a group of organizers we're all learning from one another and sharing. I, one of the things I love so much is the sharing the free sharing of ideas and the yeah. fact that we're we're all kind of crazy nerdy about this as well, you know, so yeah, we can yeah. admit it, right? I mean, it's, you, have, it's, you have to embrace it. You have to yes, embrace it. Absolutely. So, um, uh, if, if we were able to, um, to take and transport ourselves to any TEDx in the world and, and you've had some experience now, you've been to Vancouver, you've, you know, you've, you've yeah. been on the red circle yourself. Um, where would you like to go visit? Um, I believe that, of course, going to TEDx Sydney is one of the. I, I don't know if it's one of the most mentioned here in the in the in the podcast. It is, but that would be, but that would be one for you know learning experience, and I know that there is a lot to be learned from that. Uh, but I would very, if I could decide, I would very much like to go to the events from the people that I met at TED, because you go to see. Some somebody doing what they love, and somebody that you liked meeting personally. So, for example, uh, going to Spain and seeing uh, TEDx Gijón that uh, from my friend Eric, or TEDx uh, Valladolid uh, would be great because you you got to know those people, you see their excitement. Mm. Uh, and you would see them in action. I, I think that would be my choice. I want to see those friends of mine in action in, in all parts of the world. I, I love that. I, I've not heard it put that way before, but <laughs> I, I completely agree with you. I've, I've said to my wife, who's also our speaker coach and co-organizer with me, we're <laughs> one of the few couples uh, that are out there that, that do this crazy thing called TEDx. Uh, and I, I've said, you know, it's funny people have hobbies 
and they will travel long distances on the weekends to satisfy their hobby, whether it's yeah. showing their dog or cooking chili or camping or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And if I could, I would fly on Thursdays, go for dress rehearsal on Fridays, see event on Saturday, enjoy the after glow on Sunday and come home. I would do that as much as I could. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, maybe, uh, that's, that's, uh, in my future. I'd like to finish Mario with, um, the, you know, the show's called Hacking the Red Circle and you've heard, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm always looking for that thing that has, uh, an impact on the show, but doesn't cost any money. Um, and an example I'm using now, I heard when I, uh, I talked to TEDx Kazimierz in uh, Poland, mm -hmm. he had gotten the advice from Amsterdam as the organizer. Mm -hmm. welcome every single person who comes in in the morning, stand at the front door and say, I'm glad you're here. Wow. Every person. There's a thousand people. And <laughs> so I did that just a few weeks ago and it didn't cost me anything. It was like, make sure, you know, because normally you're going to be running around solving problems and everything. Yeah. But if, yeah. if everything's all set, then you standing there, they don't know who you are. They didn't know who I was, but then they saw me on stage welcoming everybody and they went, wow, that guy took time to stand and welcome me. And because we have a long queue to get up and get your registration badge. So you can, you've got five, 10 seconds, 15 seconds with everybody. And, uh, it, it took a while, but boy, it was fantastic. So that's, that's the kind of thing I'm thinking of. So have you yeah, identified yeah. a hack? Well, I do, and it's amazing how that goes in line with what you were saying, because when I was listening to the other podcasts, I would try to answer the questions myself, huh? like, what, huh? you know, what, what would be my hack, you know? And there's, I think there's one thing that goes very in line with what you were saying, uh, that would be, you know, you have to be humble about the brand, because when you, when you are organizing a TEDx, it's very easy for you to be placed on top of a pedestal. Hmm. And then you you have to to be able to put yourself in the same line as everyone because th there's uh, that will shape every communication with the partners, every communication with the speakers. Uh, and when you continuously ask yourself, you know, why are you doing this? Uh, and you analyze that answer and you let others know about that. Uh, you have to, I think that would be my hack. You know, when people see me doing it, they, they, uh, they see that I, I have this real motive that uh, makes me uh, every day more connected to society and wanting everyone to feel more connected as well. So I, I believe that would be my hack, you know, to be humble about the brand because the brand is so big, you know, that is such a, a big thing. And, and you have to, to always put yourself on the ground, you know? Well, I love that. That's there. There's your advice right there. That's for all of us, uh, for all of us, uh, whether we've been, you know, done this for many, many years or we're just getting started. And I know we've got a lot of people who are listening to the show now who, um, haven't done their event yet, like you and your team. And so we want to wish you, all of us, the whole TEDx organizing com community, wish you the best of luck and make sure that uh, just a little bit of advice, make sure all of your team is on the hub 
and that they can get information there. That's just a fantastic resource. Make sure uh, you're on the Facebook group for the TEDx organizers. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, there. I, I can't tell you how many times me, I, I, you know, for some reason, people think I have all the answers. I do not have all the answers. <laughs> I just know how to ask the questions. That's my job. And uh, I, you know, I'll have a simple, like, I don't know how to do that. I just jump on and everybody's so generous of their time, their goodwill, their ideas and their energy and the supportive energy that we have for one another to, you know, we're all, we're all on this mission together. So Mario, thank you so much. I appreciate you being on the show, bud. Oh, thank, thank you very much. Uh, I hope everyone uh, continues uh, going, looking to how the event goes forward. And I hope to, to maybe meet you personally in our event as well. I look forward to that. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Hacking the Red Circle. Have an idea for a guest for the show? Or would you like to tell us your TEDx story? Just drop me a note in an email to mark at hackingtheredcircle.com. Please be sure to rate, write, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Makes a huge difference. And share the show with your team as we seek to grow our audience around the world. Until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for Hacking the Red Circle.